worshiper, as somebody who's looking for people to serve, looking for places to minister, looking for things to do. It is so important for us to pay attention to this modern-day idol of our feelings. Again, feelings were given to us by God. They were God's creation. But unfortunately, the devil has perverted them, has taken them and has turned them around where we expect from everybody, and unfortunately, everybody disappoints us. Only when we truly give of ourselves, that's when we're satisfied. That's the first idol. The second idol is even more controversial, and that's our community. It could be the church. It could be people's perception. So because this is so controversial, I'm not even going to try to explain it. Let's just go to the Bible and see what the Bible says. And I got two very difficult passages that I want you to think about this morning and see if you can have an explanation for them. So turn with me, please, at Matthew chapter 10, verse 37. And I don't know if you ever thought about this, but I thought about it many, many times. Matthew chapter 10, verse 37 to 39. Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Now, that's controversial. Now, is Jesus saying here that you should abandon your family? Is Jesus saying that your family is not good? Absolutely not. Oh, no. I mean, the scripture is full of commandments that if you have responsibility to your family, to your wife, to your children, to your parents, you ought to fulfill them. I mean, Paul writes to Timothy that if somebody does not take care of his own, the one in his own family, he's worse than a heathen. But what's Jesus saying? What's Jesus? Why would he teach something so controversial and so blunt? I think it would be helpful if we read the second passage, John chapter 12, to see exactly where Jesus is going with this, because I think it's absolutely crucial, and it is one of those idols that seeps into our lives so easily. John chapter 12 Verses 42 and 43. Yet, at the same time, many even among the leaders believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not confess their faith for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved praises from men more than praises from God. In a different translation, it says, they seeked the glory of men, not the glory of God. Brothers and sisters, there is a real danger for us as we gather up as a community. For this community and for people's opinion to become more important than God's opinion. Now again, there's nothing wrong with the community. There's nothing wrong with the family. There's nothing wrong with the church. These were all things that God gave us. And God gave them to us to serve us, to work along, for us to serve, to be a, a very mutually beneficial relationship. But there is a danger that we seek the approval of the church, we seek the approval of men more than we seek the approval of God. 
So if we're not careful, our community becomes a place of unhealthy competition. Who has a bigger car? Who has a bigger house? Whose vacation was more expensive? Who is more successful in the world's eyes? I don't know if you heard the joke, and I know this is not true of your pastor because he doesn't play golf, but there, there was this pastor once who was a tremendous golfer. So here comes Sunday morning, and he does not feel like going to church. So he just pretends like he is sick, and he calls the church and says, you know, I'm not going to be at church. And the angels in heaven, they're just fuming. They're, God, how can you allow your servant to fake that he's sick? Not only that, as soon as he makes the phone call to the church saying that he's not going to go in, he rushes on the golf course. And the angels are just beside themselves. God, why would you allow him to go to the golf course? You ought to strike him dead, make him sick or something. And God's like, boys, let me take care of this. And the pastor goes on the golf course, and he hits it hole in one in the first shot. And they're like, oh, no, this is not happening. The angels, he's a bad golfer. Why would you give him such a good shot? Boys, who is he going to be able to brag to about that one? Who is he going to be able to brag about that one? Isn't it true that oftentimes we as a community, we can use each other just for bragging rights, to show off? Well, you know, I know the governor of the state of Texas. Well, you know who I had lunch with like the other day? The CEO of such and such corporation. And there is a huge danger for us to utilize the community for unhealthy competition, there's a real danger for us to even put the Bible before a vote. I mean, we're all about democracy, so let's put it to a vote. Is this a sin? Well, do we get majority? If the majority says it's a sin, it's a sin. If the majority says it's not a sin, then it must not be a sin. And we go on and we do some silly things, worshiping the community, putting the community above the word of, the God, of God. What's the proper response to this? Turn with me at 1 Corinthians chapter 4 because I believe Paul really has it right. First four, uh, four verses. So then, men ought to regard us as servants of Christ and those entrusted with the secret things of God. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I don't even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. You see, there is a possibility for the community to judge me and judge me wrongly. There's a possibility for me to judge myself with my conscience and judge myself wrongly. The true and ultimate judge is God. That's why this morning my calling is for us to repent. Let's repent from the sin of worshiping our feelings, from the sin of worshiping our community, looking at people's opinion and what people say and which way people vote and saying that's what's so important. Let's stop being like the famous American politician whose only question was, how will that sell in Peoria? What will people think? Which way is the wind going? We are to worship our true God. We are to worship the God of the Bible. 
If God says that something is sin, that is sin. If God says something is not pleasing unto him, then that's not pleasing unto him. If you want to see freedom of somebody who is done worshiping their emotions and worshiping their community, please read the Psalms. You see the psalmist that has so much freedom. You see the psalmist that is so full of joy. And I'm talking about a person who's oftentimes in some very, very dire circumstances. I mean, he's being chased by enemies. He's having troubles left and right. People are gossiping about him. And he sits before the Lord with such an open heart and says, Whom shall I fear? I don't care if people around me uh, gossip about me. I don't care if people do this and people do that about me. What really matters to me is, am I pleasing unto the Lord? This is the prayer that we have in Romania. This is the prayer that we have for you here in Austin. It is so easy to give in to the idol of your emotions, to the idol of the community. It's so easy to give in to peer pressure, to codependency, to look to the right, to look to the left, and get your cues and get your theology for what other people think. And it is so easy to bypass the scripture. It is so easy to say, you know what, I can sort it out with the Lord. The Lord will always forgive me, but let's be sure that nobody gets upset at me. Let's be sure that the people around me will not think ill of me. Let's be sure that such and such person will not do this and that towards me. Jesus Christ said, do not fear those who can take away your life. Now, again, I don't think anyone here is in danger of having other people taking away our life, maybe our reputation. But Jesus still says, don't fear those who can only take away your life. Quite the opposite. Fear the one who can take away both your life and your soul. This morning, Jesus is telling us, if we're not willing to take on this cross, if we're not willing to deny, if we're not willing to put Jesus, God, as number one priority in our life, we're not worthy of him. So my prayer for this Lord's Supper is for us to quit with our idols and for us to bow down to the true and only God. God of the, the Bible. Amen.